we got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the dim. It go down. It go down in the dim. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus vest that expires seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, and even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. I'm Keith Caulfield, Managing Director of Charts and Data Operations at Billboard. And I'm Katie Atkinson, Billboard's Executive Digital Director, West Coast. Hello, Katie. Hello, Keith. How are you? I'm great. How about yourself? I'm all right. I went to Disneyland last week. I wouldn't have known that from your yellow Disneyland sweatshirt you're wearing in the studio right now. The Disney merchandise that I acquired. <laughs> oh, it's a Disneyland resort sweatshirt. Yeah. I well, didn't see the resort th- of it all. I think all. they call it resort just to sort of cover both parks that are okay, there. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Yeah. It's a very cool, like, old school, like, I don't know, what is that? I was going to say 60s or 70s logo. logo yeah. yeah. It's very cool. Yeah. Can we get some sort of... Um, Disney endorsement on the show. Yeah, I mean, you've been working toward that for this whole time, haven't you? Kind of. Um, (laughs) Someday. Well, as always, the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop, and sometimes Disney, on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, fun chart stats and stories, new music, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Today on the show... We've got chart news about how Drake's Search and Rescue debuts at number four on the Billboard Hot 100, marking his, oh, you know, 68th top 10 hit. (laughs) Lord. How a regional Mexican song is in the top 10 on the Hot 100 for the first time as Esleban Armado and Peso Pluma's Ella Baila Sola jump 17 to 10. And how both NF and Linkin Park make a splash in the top 10 on the Billboard 200 album start. Also on the show, we have an interview with three of the biggest pop rookies of 2022, Lauren Spencer-Smith, Gail, and M. Byhold, who have all teamed up for a single song called Fantasy that came out on Friday. We talked about the girls, about how they got together, how they originally met, and we had to slip in a question for Gail about opening for someone named Taylor Swift currently on the Eras Tour. But first, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast provider so you won't miss an episode. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit billboard.com slash podcasts. Okay, let's do the chart chat. First up, on the Billboard Hot 100 Songs chart, as Morgan Wallen's Last Night holds at number one, Drake debuts at number four with Search and Rescue, scoring his 68th top 10 hit. 
In the week ending April 13th in the United States, the song generated 27.2 million streams, 6.9 million in radio airplay audience, and a little under 4,000 downloads sold. I'm actually surprised by the number four debut, just because this is a catchy Drake song. Like, I listened to it one time and thought, oh, this is like a guaranteed Drake, like, debut right in a number one hit. Well, maybe, maybe um, it'll be something that actually catches on with radio and becomes yeah. like a hotline bling, you know. I think it will, thing. at least with hip hop radio. It's not, eh, it's not hotline bling. It's, it's not, not like that, that. It's not that poppy. It just has a melodic chorus that I couldn't get out of my head the first time I heard it. And that to me is like when something is a hit. Well, then maybe it will still have room to Although, grow. you know what else gets strapped in my head? Morgan Wallen's Last Night. I'm not, I'm, I don't love that it does, but it does. Hmm. Continue, Keith. Okay. <laughs> Just glossing right over that. Um, also in the top 10, Esteban Armado and Peso Pluma's What's This Song Called, Katie? It's called Aya by La Sola. Jumps from 17 to number 10. And she means she dances by herself. Oh. Well, you know, I wonder why. <laughs> well, I don't know. That's all I know from the <laughs> That's all I can translate from the lyrics. Actually, go to billboard.com and you can find a lyric translation if you need it. Oh, great. <laughs> well, it marks the first time a regional Mexican song has ever been in the top 10 on the all-genre Hot 100 chart. Um, the regional Mexican Latin genre has surged in popularity, actually, in the past few years, thanks to its blossoming success on TikTok. Hmm. Um, though... I want to point out, plays on TikTok don't actually contribute to our charts. But, you know, when you're watching something on TikTok and then you go to Apple or Spotify or SoundCloud or YouTube and listen to it there, that does count. Exactly. So and it's so indirect. it's getting in front of people's eyeballs and, and then they're they're seeking it out. As we talked about this before, like if, if you're an elder person and you remember the days of MTV being like super relevant in terms of they, they them playing music videos, those music videos did not directly contribute to our charts, but they indirectly impacted our yes. charts. Put, yeah. it, put it in a frame that the olds can understand. I want to know which of the genres that Billboard monitors and has charts for has yet to make the top 10 on the Hot 100. Uh, that's a great question that I would like to know the answer to as well, which means it should be an article. I'd, I'd like to assign that to assign the it, charts Assign team. it to Gary. A <laughs> um, uh, couple last things about the top 10 of the Hot 100. Um, I don't have any numbers yet, no forecast, but I will be eager to see how the new remix of Kill Bill mm. from SZA, now featuring Doja Cat, um, will impact its fortunes on the chart this coming week. The song, the remix came out last Friday. Yes. And on top of that, there is a new version of Ice Spice's Princess Diana with Nicki Minaj. Great. That came great out song. last Friday, um, which is a remix of the previous version of Princess Diana. Correct? Yes, that yeah. existed before. Um, so both of those are going to be impacting the chart this coming week. Um, it could be a very sort of female-fueled top 10. Who knows? I don't know if Princess Diana was ever on the chart, period, though. Oh, really? Yeah, it may not have it's been. Not like, it's not the Ice Spice song that has been doing well, and now I'm like, right. well, it's not Boy's Liar with, with Pink Panthers, right. which is the her biggest hit so far. Uh, last thing, on the Billboard 200 albums charts, um, Morgan Wallen is steady at number one for a sixth straight and total week with one thing at a time. Meanwhile, NF debuts at number two with Hope, becoming the fourth album to debut and presumably peak at number two behind One Thing at a Time. So NF's Hope follows Melanie Martinez's Portals, Jimin's Face, and Twice is Ready to Be, all of which debuted at number two. Behind Morgan Wallen. Behind Morgan Wallen. Yeah. 
Uh, last thing, also in the top 10 on the Billboard 200, Linkin Park's first number one album, 2003's Meteora, re-enters the chart straight in at number eight, following its expansive deluxe reissue on April 7th. We talked a little bit about this last week in the chart stat of the week. Feel free to revisit that if you'd like to <laughs> stroll down Linkin Park memory lane. <laughs> And now it's time for our interview with Lauren Spencer-Smith, Gail, and M. Byhold. Now, this trio of pop ladies has put out a brand new song. It's called Fantasy. It came out on Friday, and it's really just in the vein of, like, great, rage-filled, like, angry at your ex songs. Not unlike, like, an Alanis Morissette, you ought to know. Um, and it's super fun to have all three of these ladies on the same track because they all really broke out in 2022. Um, and so we talk a little bit about how they first met, how they ended up bringing, coming together for fantasy, what they each brought to the song individually, and the awesome music video and how it was to be able to film that among friends. And of course, because Gail is currently opening for Taylor Swift on the Eras Tour, we had to ask her what that's been like. And she, of course, gushed all about it. <laughs> no, it's been terrible. Yeah. <laughs> you know, can I tell you something? Taylor's not that great. <laughs> no, she said amazing things about it. It's such a fun interview. Uh, they make reference to the fact that they have a group text chat together called the Powerpuff Chat. Oh. So they're kind of the new Powerpuff Girls, which is adorable. Uh, we make reference to that as well. So please enjoy our interview with Lauren Spencer-Smith, Gail, and M. Byhold. When you're gonna call me and give me that apology, then I go again living in a fantasy. Hello to Lauren, Gail, and M, and welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. Thank you. Because we have all three of you on today, can we start with having each of you introduce yourself so the listeners can just hear your voices? So let's let's start with Lauren. What's up? I'm Lauren. Hey, it's Em. Hi, um, I'm Gail. That that is me. I I am her. Love it. So last night, the three of you released the joint single Fantasy. Um, can we start with where this song began and and how everyone got involved? Okay, um, I initially wrote an original version of Fantasy just over a year ago um, with Jason Ebigan and Sean Douglas. Um, so it's obviously about what it sounds like. It's about toxic relationships and like teenage angry feelings about a breakup. Um, and when we initially wrote it and I left, I kind of knew that I wanted a collaboration, but it kind of just sat in a folder for a while and I hadn't reached out to anybody. I didn't really know who or what exactly it was going to be. Um, and then throughout like a couple months, me, Gail and M met each other on so many different occasions and became friends and we had group chats. Um, and I've been a fan of Gail and M forever. I always listened to their music since way before I met them. Um, so after we had had a group chat for a while and we were like kind of a little friend group, I was like, I'm just going to ask cause these seem like the perfect girls to have like a women empowerment moment on this song and I just texted them in our group chat and asked if they would ever want to be on it. And then we went into the studio and they wrote their parts. Um, and I don't want to speak for you guys, but I think kind of how it went was I explained to them what I wrote the song about to help them have an understanding. So when they wrote their verse, it kind of made sense to all of us. Um, and it just came out so amazing and they're so talented. Well, let's go to you, Gail, first. Um, when you started working on your verse, the idea came to you. What what was your inspiration? I have to be honest. Lauren wrote such a good verse. I only like, flipped a few words around. I couldn't <laughs> on it. 
I really love when features are on a song and they still keep the structure of what's already happening and just kind of put their own perspective on it. And for me, that was personally just kind of flipping a few words. And then it was really some kind of adding a bridge section for um to really like soar and shine. And it was kind of fun um, coming up with the like staccato melody and figuring out like M and I were having harmonies on that. And it was really fun trying to figure out like got the lower octave and the higher octave. And um, it was just really fun to just really talk to Lauren about the personal experience behind the song, getting to, getting to know all the backstory, getting to see all the pictures of the exes, you know, you know, um, and it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, and it was just really, it was also nice. Like we always have met because of music, but we were never like making music together. So it was really fun to get the op opportunity to like write with each other. I like that we're going in the order of when you guys are introduced in the song too. So we'll go with M <laughs> next. Um, M, uh, when you were asked to get involved, what, what was going through your head with the song? Oh, I like freaked out. I, I think I remember like I was laying down, like kind of just on my bed and then Lauren texted and I like bolted right up and I was like, Oh my gosh, she wants me to be on a song with her and Gail. Um, and I was just super stoked cause I love them and I love both of their music. And I just think it was it's such a fun opportunity. And, and also just like going through all this together as friends is amazing. Cause like sometimes you do collabs with people that like you don't know too well and it's, it's fun, but to do it with people that you can just like laugh with is amazing you know also and, we only replied in all caps like capital letters yeah, yeah, yeah like, we were, like yes. freaking out oh my god we flipped out so many like exclamation points like so so much excitement thanks <laughs> I was going to say, there's something about all three of you bringing this like very fiery energy to the song that makes it have like three times the power and like the rage, you know, you're all singing about different situations, but you all come together and like have each other's backs, you know? So is that kind of how you saw it too, Lauren? Like when you were thinking of it as being a, a collaboration? Yeah, I just definitely, one, I was like, I love them and they're talented. So that was why I wanted them to be on it. But I definitely was like, okay, the three of us together is just like, collectively the most power you could ever have. And I knew that since we were already friends, it was going to work so well. And we already like just adore each other and love being around each other. Um, so I knew it was just going to be a positive experience. Cause like Em said, like sometimes you collaborate with people and it's great, but you know, you might not be their like closest friend and that's fine, but it definitely makes the experience a lot more fun than I knew how close I was with them and how talented they were. And I already knew they could just like sing their butts off. So it was going to be amazing. And, you know, after getting together for the song, you also got to come together for the music video, which really mm -hmm. has that vibe, too. And I love the moment when you all come together and like yell congratulations like in a big <laughs> huddle. Um, yeah. Yeah. I know so much, you know, musical collaboration these days can happen separately. So was it nice to like mm -hmm. for this one to just really get everyone together? I'll, I'll go to you, Gail. Yeah, I mean, it was really nice. One thing I really love, I feel like being an artist a lot of the times you're pushing your own songs and it's kind of awkward because you have to talk about yourself and you're putting a lot of effort for yourself. And it was really nice to care about other human beings and collaborating with the song. Because when I think about the song, I'm not only like making it for me, I'm making it with M and Lauren. And when I make a TikTok, it's like, not just about me, it's about Lauren and M. And when it comes to this song, it's not like just my song, it's like our song and it's Lauren's song. And it's it was really, really exciting. And obviously we're both, we're all like touring and doing music. So it's hard for us to always be in the same room. That's why the Powerpuff 
group chat exists um but it was really nice and also i know you know like filming yourself in a music video trying to lip sync is not at least for me personally the easiest thing to do and it was really fun to be able to be lighthearted about it and just to have like a really fun collaborative experience with your friends it's it's and i don't know like there's been times where i've been hanging out with my friends and i've been like oh my god are we like in a music video or something but then it was like that and then we were in a music video. <laughs> right, like the kind of the kind of videos you film at like a slumber party or something, but like you're actually making it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, there's times where I'm like, I wish there was a camera here. There was a camera there. Like it was it was so fun. <laughs> Um, and, um, and I'll go to you next. I know Lauren mentioned that you guys had, you know, met before cross paths before. Um, but you know, how, how did you guys initially meet and how did, uh, these other two women come on your radar? Um, we met backstage at the Kiss 108 concert in Boston. Um, Gail and I had met previously at like a house party in a kitchen. And I don't yeah. think <laughs> it was like very, it was very brief. Um, it was very quick. Then, yes. Yeah, but then oh when we God. got to see each other. And then we met in Minneapolis at some random radio gig. Remember? It was like, oh, oh that's right. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah. I, and they I were told... they... Yeah, they told me, like, Gail's also here. And I was like, I need to, I need to, like, I know, I was like, I have to see it. I have to see it. I was like, I have yeah. to see it. So we, we had, like, a couple of brief interactions. And then uh, backstage is when we really got to hang out. And also, like, Lauren, was that the first time we ever met? Kiss 108. I think it. Because we had spoken I, over DM. I feel like, I, why do I feel like we met before that for some reason? But I don't think we did. I think we had I it. Think, and I was like, is M was it Wango Tango? <laughs> oh, oh, no, we did. Wango we did. Tango. We met at Wango Tango. Yeah, yeah, we did. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. that was the first time we all really got to, like, chat for a while. Yeah, yeah. And also that, that show was a little chaotic. So it's. It's always a it little stressful doing the, the radio stuff, but to go through it together just made it like, oh, we're all in this. Like, it's it's yeah. fine. And we also were really in the middle of all of our tour circuits. Like, we were all so tired. Yeah. It was yeah. so funny. <laughs> <laughs> and we we're all going to another random city the next day. And it's like, uh, where are you going tomorrow? It's like, oh, I got a 9 a.m. flight. You're like, oh, I got a 10 a.m. flight. It's like, you got a flight? I'm driving in my van. Like, it was. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I also, I feel like talking about all the you know shows and and things that you shared in common you guys have really like like had very similar trajectories coming up in in mm. the industry um you know lauren does it feel like maybe you know these two can understand some of the things that you have gone through better than a lot of people that are in your lives because they've they've been on the same kind of ride yeah definitely i feel like i feel like one just artists would understand you better than you know, people who aren't artists, um, but also women, but also people who specifically have come up in a very similar way. Um, cause I feel like there's also sometimes a little bit of a disconnect with the new artists to the artists that are already big. Cause everything has just changed so much with how you even like sign to a label or how you promote yourself. And so sometimes there's like so many differences, but I feel like there's so many similarities about all of us. And we're all kind of like, close in age and we're like young and we're trying to figure out the industry and we're just like writing songs and they're blowing up on TikTok. So I definitely feel and felt when I met them that they understood kind of my life and who I was and everything that I was going through. 
And, um, you know, now that you've established this like pop rock girl group with fantasy, could we hear more from the three of you all together? I just feel like I'm envisioning like a full on like EP from the Powerpuff Girls here. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if we all stop touring in our yeah. same spot, I feel like that would be fun. I'm always down I'm here for it. I feel yeah. like even when we were on set, I was like, okay, if they asked me to be in a girl group tomorrow, I would say yes. <laughs> I was like, wait, why does this work? <laughs> I love it. Please bring back girl groups. We love girl groups. Um, all right. So groups. before that, that like trio EP idea, am I correct in saying that we have not yet heard debut full length solo albums from any of the three of you yet? Is that no, true? Yeah. I think that is true. Okay, yeah, that's, I think so. that's wild. Um, that so is factual. Let me go in order here. Like, Lauren, can you tell me, like, are there plans for an album? And if so, like, where are you at in this process? Um, I definitely have an <laughs> album coming out. Um, I definitely am announcing it very soon. I'm going to be touring, doing all the things to do with an album. So I know for me, I definitely have been working on it. I feel like forever. I feel like I was supposed to announce it months ago and it just keeps getting pushed back if we want to work on it more. Um, but I feel like I've been getting screamed at as well as I feel like you guys have, um, to put out more music and especially albums. Um, so I definitely have one coming. Yeah. This is me. I'm, I'm representing the Twitter fans. Like where's the album? Um, but I'll ask it in a nicer way. Um, Gail, how about you? You know, I put out three EPs last year and I did that also while I was on the road. And I feel like I wasn't always able to really focus on them and give them the time and like space and so I really want to be able to like give those songs more of a life and I'm putting out singles this year and you know I was so blessed to have such incredible touring opportunities I really wanted to give that the best attention that I possibly can and you know making music on the road is really hard for me particularly because I'm just very stubborn and specific and I always love being in the room especially like I'm a producer and so I want to like produce the songs when I'm there and it's kind of hard to do that when I'm like not in the same city every day so at some point I think when I'm in one spot for a little bit is when I'm going to be trying my best to focus on an album but I think I'm just going to kind of put out the singles and still talk about not shut up about my three EPs of last year and <laughs> that's just kind of where I'm at right now. And how about you, Am? Is there an album in the works? I'm just kind of in a writing a lot phase, and I don't know what how they will come out, but they will, hopefully. <laughs> Anything um, from you is amazing, Em. I mean, thank you. But that's kind of why I think I've been trying to discover what the next phase is for me musically, and that's why Fantasy was mm -hmm. such a fun song, because, like, I, I love the song. It's so much fun. And I didn't have to like think about like, oh, what is what is the like message in Sonics? And like, how, where am I going? It was just like a perfect mm -hmm. next step for me. So thank you, Lauren, for giving me yeah. a little breather. <laughs> I was going to say, Lauren just has to think about that, like where it fits in with her project. Yeah. I know. I'm like, I definitely had to make sure this was cohesive. <laughs> I want to ask another question of Lauren. Um, you know, you obviously got to perform this music video all together. But um, is there like a an idea or a plan where you might be able to perform this song live together at some point? I mean, I'm hoping so. Um, I definitely, I'm definitely going on tour this year. So I'm just hoping that, like we said, our schedules feel like it's impossible to align sometimes because we're all so busy. But I'm definitely hoping that if they have shows or if I have shows that we all happen to be 
within the same realm and we can do like some surprise performances for people. Um, cause I think that'd be really fun. Amazing. And, um, would you like to be on board for that as well? Of course I'll be there. I'll clear things. <laughs> like, I'll be there. Um, I feel like, uh, fantasy really like joins sort of a, um, a list of like classic, like get out your rage songs. <laughs> like, I feel mm. like there's a lot of examples of that. The first one that came to my mind was like, you ought to know by Alanis. Did you oh. have any sort of like, um, you know, inspiration when you thought of like the songs that are best to like channel your anger through when you were making this song? Yeah, I feel like actually when I first, I mean, I obviously write a lot of like sad ballads. Um, so I was trying to not do that um, <laughs> that day. Um, but I felt like I had been listening to a lot of songs just like that reference, um, like the typical like pop but alternative-y um, vibes. Um, and I felt like it was a song that needed that angst to it in order to feel like my feelings were validated um, and feel like other people's feelings are validated. Like this point needs to be heard. Cause I feel like sometimes when you're in a toxic relationship, um, like they kind of make you feel crazy a little bit. And that's kind of what makes you so angry when you finally leave it. Cause you're like, Oh my God, I'm my own person. I have feelings and they're valid. Um, so I definitely was like listening to a lot of those types of songs before I went in. So I think that inspo just kind of came out. Gail, let me bother you with one last question. Um, I've got to know, I actually got to see you open for Taylor in Vegas. So yeah, so it was amazing. Like what an excellent show. It's, it's like just such an insane show when you like started off on such an amazing note. I just got to ask you like what, what it's been like on your, um, you know, first handful of dates, like what that tour has been, been like to be on. The Taylor tour has honestly just been the best experience in my whole entire life. I feel so blessed and lucky and I'm trying my best to appreciate this moment because I don't really know when something this incredible is really going to happen to me again. And it's just been such a time in my life. I've never performed in stadiums before. So it's like such an honor and it's definitely not something that I take lightly. And so I've been trying my best to just do the best that I possibly can. And it's been so incredible to like, I feel like I've learned so much just getting to watch her show and I've learned so much just getting to perform and it's just been the best time ever. And I just can't believe that this is my life. Like I just feel so lucky. And, and then to put out this song with Lauren and M when I'm on tour with my friends, like it's just such a beautiful time in my life. And I'm really grateful to like be doing what I'm doing with the people I love. I just feel really excited about everything going on. What a beautiful note to end on. And, you know, next up, Powerpuff Girls Tour, I think, you guys. That should be the, ne <laughs> the next tour. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Thank you <laughs> so much. Group. Yes, the new girl group. Thank you so much to Lauren, Gail, and M for taking the time to talk with us today. And congratulations on Fantasy. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much to Lauren, Gail, and M for hopping on the phone with me. I'm sorry you couldn't be there for this uh, this girl power interview. I Keith. was at Disneyland. <laughs> he was at Disneyland. I, <laughs> and Gail was was driving to Coachella. So there was just a lot going on this weekend. There's a lot going on. <laughs> All right. Well, now it's time for the chart stat of the week. Twenty-five years ago, the City of Angels soundtrack debuted on the Billboard 200 on its way to number one in June of that year, meaning 1998, which I didn't say yet. <laughs> <laughs> the set, which was the companion album to the Nicolas Cage and Meg Ryan film, would spend a total of three non-consecutive weeks at number one and spin off three huge chart hits. Alanis Morissette's Uninvited, Goo Goo Dolls' Iris, 
and Sarah McLachlan's Angel. I didn't know Angel was on that soundtrack. Well, Angel was originally on the Sarah McLachlan album Surfacing. Okay. And they included it on the City of Angels soundtrack okay. after the fact, but it didn't become a single until after the City of Angels soundtrack came out. Interesting. Yeah, I associate Uninvited and Iris with City yes. of Angels. Um, but yeah, so complicated. Yes, those the, the, <laughs> the Uninvited and Iris were, were, I think, both written for the movie. Okay. And that was the first place you found those songs was on that soundtrack. Got it. And then Uninvited was later put onto Alanis's next album, and Iris was later put on to Dizzy Up the Girl, the next album from Cuckoo Dolls. Got it. Uh, so Uninvited and Iris both hit number one on the pop airplay chart, while Angel reached number one on both the adult pop airplay and adult contemporary Crazy. charts. And all three were top five charting hits on the all-format radio songs chart, with Iris spending 18 weeks at number one. Mm-hmm. And that was a record on the chart, which launched in 1990. Until? Until The weekend's Blinding Lights spent 26 weeks at number one in 2020. Now, you might be wondering, how did these songs do on the Hot 100? I am wondering. Well, Iris most certainly would have been a likely number one on the Hot 100 back in the summer of 1998 when it was ruling the radio airwaves. Had it been eligible to chart Uh on the Hot 100? Uh, Back then, in order to chart on the Hot 100, a song had to be available as a physical single. That means it had to have been commercially released as a CD, cassette, vinyl, single at all. You had to go buy it in a record store in order for it to chart. But it was becoming more common at that time for songs to just simply bypass a commercial single release only to be heard on the radio or seen in a music video. And if you wanted to own the song, you had to buy an entire album that it was on. Both Iris and Angel eventually did chart on the Hot 100 at the end of 1998 when we actually changed the rules to Mm -hmm. allow album cuts and songs that were unavailable to purchase as singles onto the chart. Iris peaked at number nine because it was still huge in airplay at the end of the year. This is fascinating. While Angel peaked at number four in 1999 after a limited number of physical singles for the song were released. Mm. It's weird. If you look at its trajectory on our sales chart at the time, it was on the chart for like maybe two months. It had like two weeks of really good sales. Clearly, they just like pushed out maybe probably like a quarter of a million copies of the single Mm -hmm. in stores just to get the thing up Mm -hmm. high on the chart. That was also typical of what the labels did back then. Yeah. They're like, we're just going to dump out like 200,000 copies just to get to number one, have a top five hit, and then we'll just cut out the single so you can't buy it anymore. Lord. Can you imagine? No. Can you imagine if like you just put something on iTunes for like a month and then took it off? <laughs> like back in like 2010. Yeah, no. It's no. like, no, we're just going to have a limited availability. I'm like, no. y'all are crazy. Um, All right, well, the City of Angels album would spend 77 weeks on the Billboard 200 and finished as the number seven album on the 1998 year-end Billboard 200 chart. So there you have it. 25 years ago, the City of Angels soundtrack debuted on the Billboard 200 on its way to number one. And I don't want the world to see me. All right, we've reached the end of our big shoe. Uh, one last thing I want to say. This coming Saturday is Record Store Day. Oh, yes. Um, April 22nd. It's also Earth Day, I believe. Um, go uh, check out recordstoreday.com. Uh, find your local independent record store and go there and hang out and maybe buy something. <laughs> um, I've got one on my block, basically. So I'll just roll on out over there. What's on your block? Um, well, I don't want to tell people where yeah. I live. Okay, got it. Um <laughs> 
Katie, you should, you should check recordstoreday.com and see if that store is actually a participating retailer I will to Record Store Day because that means they may carry some of the exclusive titles Ooh. that are released for Record Store Day. This year, it includes uh, among them Taylor Swift's uh, folklore, the Long Pong Session. I saw that. Long Pond Sessions. I saw that there's a huge supply of those because yeah, it tells you how many units there yeah, are. Like it's like 75,000 of those there's ones. There's a lot. <laughs> uh, it's the first time that live album it has ever been released on a physical format, mm. and it's coming out on vinyl first. So make sure to check out that um, and, you know, celebrate music. Yeah. 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 Um, what song should we go out on? Well, I have to mention, and you should go to Billboard.com and read my recap. I went and saw John Mayer on Friday night for his solo acoustic tour, and it was absolutely excellent. And I'm glad he had another leg, because I will be going back in the fall. And you should all check it out. But it was seriously the best John Mayer show I've ever seen in my life. And if you listen to this podcast, you know I've been to a few. So let's go out on 3 by 5 because he played that from his first album, Room for Squares, on Friday. And it really took me back. All right. We'll go on that. See you guys next time. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.